the whole war on obesity is a war on people. The question is, do we have an environment that supports responsible decision or undermines responsible decisions? So most food pantries in the U.S., it's still Cheerios, spaghetti, canned green beans, frozen starches, anything like that. We have portion sizes that are extremely large, pricing incentives to buy unhealthy food, tremendously powerful marketing forces are occurring, and that just begins the list. Losing weight is more powerful than really any drug we've ever developed. I want to be taken seriously, no matter what my weight. It's something public health experts have been telling us for more than a decade. More than two in three American adults are overweight. One in three are obese. For children, the numbers have actually turned a corner and begun to improve. But still, one in six children are obese. And when they grow up, they have some tough stories to tell. Hi, this is Todd calling from Kingman, Arizona. When I was obese, I was told I was useless. I was told I had two speeds, slow and stop. And, well, it kind of ruined my life. This is Heather in Arlington, Virginia. And I've never been overweight, but I have three brothers, and they all weigh around 400 pounds. I've seen them struggle with weight since elementary school and the emotional impact it's had on them. It's made me stand up to those who make fat comments. I go out of my way to make sure everyone around me feels as comfortable as possible in their own skin. We're hearing lots of those stories of humiliation and isolation from you at 877-8MY-TAKE. Keep the calls coming. We'll be exploring this major public health issue all week, collaborating with veteran health care and medical science reporter Mary Harris, host of the podcast Only Human. We begin with Dr. Sam Klein, director of the Center for Human Nutrition at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis, who told Mary that we need to take this epidemic far more seriously than we currently are. So obesity is a complex disease. It's a multifactorial disease that affects every aspect of our society and is a greater public health challenge than anything else in any virus, any other disease, and even terrorism. And Dr. Klein says with a host of contributing factors. Genetics, hormones, the environment they live in, the school system, the job that they have, you know, the availability of food, the attractiveness of food, the taste of food, the commercials for food, our lifestyle, sedentary lifestyle. There's multiple factors that bombard them seven days a week, 24 hours a day that make it very difficult to change lifestyle habits to consume less calories and lose weight. Dr. Klein says that consumers aren't getting much help from the wider culture. This week, we'll look at how high-calorie food gets marketed to kids, the legal fight against sugar and sugary beverages, and the counter-argument that people should be free to consume whatever they want. Hunger and obesity are siblings. One literally drives the other. As we mentioned, Mary Harris, health reporter for WNYC and co-host of the Only Human podcast, is presenting our series. And Mary's conversation with Dr. Sam Klein reminds us about the scientific reality and unscientific myths about obesity. I think the biggest myth uh, that people might have is that there's something wrong with their metabolism, Hmm. that they just look at food and gain weight. And so there's something different about them than other people. And it gets even more complicated than that. It's not just what makes some people obese and some people not obese, but some people who are obese have all the metabolic problems you'd think of associated with obesity, like abnormal blood lipids, blood pressure, abnormal blood sugar, even type 2 diabetes, whereas some people who are obese are protected from those adverse metabolic effects. We're not sure why some people who have excess body weight do not get the metabolic problems associated with obesity, as do most people who are obese. 
you're painting such a complicated picture. It is. Obesity should be considered a heterogeneous disease that is not just the same for every person. The mechanisms for why someone becomes obese is the same for everyone. You eat more calories than you burn up over a long period of time. But the reasons why some people do that and others don't uh, is different for every single person. And then once you gain that weight, some people have metabolic abnormalities and some don't. Some get complications with their joints, some don't. Some get cancer from obesity, some don't. Why certain people are predisposed to certain diseases associated with obesity and others don't get those diseases and in fact are even protected from getting those diseases is a mystery and is an area of active research. Yeah, you're actually studying people like this, right? Exactly. We're taking people who are metabolically normal and obese and people who are metabolically abnormal and obese. So there are healthy obese people and unhealthy obese people. We're trying to understand why the healthy obese people are that way. Why don't they get the side effects of obesity? And why do the others get the side effects? We're also trying to understand is why is weight loss so therapeutic? Losing weight is more powerful than really any drug we've ever developed. So if you can get people to lose weight for obesity-related abnormalities, it's the most therapeutic option that you have. You've been pretty outspoken about advocacy for obesity and the fact that we need more advocacy on behalf of obesity. You know, I wonder when you've gone to Capitol Hill to advocate, what has the response been? Yeah, we did this a few years ago when I was uh, president of one of the obesity societies. And the response we uniformly got is that we just need to educate people. We just need to tell people to eat less food. We don't need to put a lot of money uh, into uh, programs or research or policies. We just need to let people know that it's bad to eat too much. And we know that doesn't work. Education is not enough. We really have to um, go beyond education, understand the metabolic and hormonal underpinnings of obesity, understand why obesity causes disease, and then we can come up with ways to prevent obesity as well as prevent the link between obesity and disease. Dr. Sam Klein, director for the Center for Human Nutrition at Washington University School of Medicine in St. Louis. There's a lot going on right now. Mounting economic inequality, threats to democracy, environmental disaster, the sour stench of chaos in the air. I'm Brooke Gladstone, host of WNYC's On the Media. Want to understand the reasons and the meanings of the narratives that led us here? And maybe how to head them off at the pass? That's On the Media's specialty. Take a listen wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> 